Welcome to the Marshall Pruitt Podcast. In our short-form interview series, Catching Up With, this time it is with our man, back-to-back reigning Australian Supercars champion, Scotty McLaughlin, also your 2019 Bathurst 1000 winner, completed his very first NTT IndyCar Series test on Monday, the Sebring Short Course, along with Oliver Askew from Aero McLaren SP, Renus VK from Ed Carpenter Racing, and Sage Karam from Dryer and Reinbold Racing, Scotty climbing into the number three Team Penske Chevy, quick like a bunny, quick, quick like a bunny, despite being young, only 26, it's been the better part of 10 years since he's been in an open wheel car, and even then, he did almost nothing. So if you go even farther back to his time in karting, really and truly, this is a guy who doesn't know these cars, has next to zero experience, and yet was able to run within a couple of tenths of Oliver Askew, our reigning Indy Lights champion, now driving for a fairly prestigious team. So that's taking nothing away from Oliver, and frankly, just heaping plenty of deserved praise on young Mr. McLaughlin for what he was able to do. And was there more to this test? Was this simply the congratulations and thank you for all the winning you've been doing for us test provided by Roger Penske that it has been presented as? Sure. Couldn't believe that. If you know how the Penske organization works, they do nothing that is based in frivolity or silliness, there's absolutely an evaluation in mind here. What might that mean for Scott in the future? Who knows? We do know, based on our conversation here, he would like to race in the U.S. Had about 15 minutes on the phone with Scott on his drive from Sebring to the airport, fly home and start getting ready for an Australian Supercars title defense that begins in about five weeks. So let's get going with one Scott, talking about another Scott, his countryman, Scott Dixon, as we roll into catching up with Scotty McLaughlin on the Marshall Pruitt Podcast, brought to you by Cooper Tires and the Justice Brothers. For me, today was huge because I've personally always been an IndyCar fan. I've never been um, probably as strong into F1. I probably watched F1 more purely because of the time zone and, and what time it's on it. Um, you know, during the races and stuff, you know, because IndyCar's obviously early in the morning, but Scott, um, you know, he's a bloody icon, national hero in New Zealand, you know, and someone that I really looked up to driving, you know, coming up through the ranks, and um, that's why I probably always kept an eye on, you know, what was going on in IndyCar land, and now to drive for Roger and Team Penske and, and um, you know, in Australia and, and be, you know, driving IndyCar was just, you know, that was just, Today was a massive uh, bucket list and probably like a life achievement for me, which was really cool. Well, uh, as I mentioned before we started recording, Scott, the fact that Scott Dixon texted to inquire how you were doing at the end of the day, I just (laughs) thought that, you know, Kiwis love Kiwis. And, you know, there's a lot. It's a small nation, obviously, but there's a lot of love for those like yourself who are so distinguished in what you do. Looking at the uh, the, uh, informal, unofficial lap times, I would say you might have created a problem for yourself because <laughs> you didn't exactly didn't fart around 
Um, I think uh, you, might, you might be giving RP some yeah. some things to think about in the future here. Yeah, well, they they kept them pretty close to their chest, so I sort of just kept driving as fast as I could. Um, but they 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 uh, didn't really tell me much about lap times, but um, I knew mine obviously. But yeah, look, I uh, I didn't really know what the other rookies were doing, but you know, I had a big I had a chat to Roger tonight on the phone. He was the first guy I spoke to, and um, you know, he was he was great. I had Tim Sindrick there today, and. All the drivers were there, including Rick Mears, which was really cool, and um, just a lot of help. You know, Simon actually helped me go in a direction um, with the car that I wanted. I, I did, hadn't gone previously, but he sort of put it in my head and sort of spoke to the engineer about it, um, who I'm working with is Jonathan Duguid. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, and uh, he was fantastic as well. And, um, yeah, and we, we managed to get a really good balance towards the end of the day, which – you know, for me, um, you know, that, that made me feel really good. And, you know, because I, I, you know, I, I had a couple of little moments just, you know, trying to find the, the grip of the car. And I thought I was sort of at my limit. And then, you know, eventually, you know, when you just get that little, you know, bit of a light at the end of the tunnel with a, a setup change, it, it really felt really good. The thing that impressed me, knowing that you're running within, you know, a second of Renus VK and within three tenths or so of uh, our reigning Indy Lights champion, Oliver Askew, who I think is only two years younger than you. These are both guys who've turned a trillion miles to Sebring. Both of them have done, I think Renus, this is his third IndyCar test. Oliver, it was his second. They're at least familiar. You coming in, never yeah. seen the track, never seen the car. And based on your, your CV, I mean, I know you did karting as a kid. I think you did, what, a year of Formula Ford, you know, at the start of the uh, last decade. Right. <laughs> yeah, but basically, you and open-wheel racing have never really been a thing, and yet you demonstrate right away that you can figure this out pretty quickly. Tell us about that feeling. What's it like having to have this car go into warp speed acceleration and all the things that are different from your day job in the uh, DJR Team Penske uh, Ford Mustang GT? Well, <laughs> well, uh, one of them's... I've never experienced a braking force like it. Um, you know, I, I, I think I put it down to, you know, I guess coming up to speed quicker purely was probably, um, you know, the preparation that I was able to have with you know, Penske, the simulator and stuff like that, because jumping in and, and knowing the track and knowing where to go was good. Um, I've turned plenty of laps on I racing, but obviously everyone knows it's all different when you get, you know, um, you know, and the real thing. Um, but the biggest thing for me today, like when I hit the brake pedal for the first time, dead set, I thought my head was about to rip off. I hit the steering wheel, so um, that was uh, that was definitely a um, you know a, a big you know eye opener um, for me. Um, but in the end, I think we turned over 140 laps, um, got through a big program, like tried a lot of things for the team, and uh, yeah, and I got I got really I felt like I said before, Marshall. I, I, I got a really good feel of the car. Like I got, I got to a point at the end of the day where I was like, yep, it just clicked. And that was, you know, it probably happened at the wrong end of the day on the wrong set of tires. But it, it for me to walk away now was just, that was a really proud moment. So some of us have been rooting for a Scotty McLaughlin appearance at the Rolex 24 in one of Roger's cars <laughs> or something sports car related, right? We've had the Giz, Shane Van Gisbergen's been coming over for a while doing some of the American races and such. Uh, but we know, obviously, you have a, a day job. You have a regular job to fulfill for Roger. Outside of this really cool treat on the back of a, 
back-to-back championships. You getting married in my home state of California. Congratulations, by the way. I don't know, mate. Is this <laughs> kind of dream? You know, this seems like a dream sequence for you that I'm sure you don't want to stop. But uh, do you have to shift focus from this to an upcoming uh, supercars season? Or, or where do you go from here? Yeah, I think today was an opportunity. Um, you know, I've done some cool stuff with Roger and the team back in Australia, like the championships and Bathurst. And I sort of said to him, you know, late last year or, or mid last year that I was like, oh, I'd, I'm open to having a crack in an IndyCar. Um, and it all sort of happened, you know, within a few months. Um, so I'm thankful for that. Whether it goes somewhere or not, I'm not sure. Um, but I've always said that I've always been interested on in racing outside of um, Australia, especially now that I've ticked my goal off of winning the Bathurst 1000 and um, you know, a couple of championships now. But, yeah, look, I'm back to Australia tomorrow morning. I'm, you know, fly to LA and then LA to Brisbane. I think we're on a 35-hour journey. So oh. um, she's a she's a long, long-haul home. But, you know, straight sort of back into the workshop there, back into the training and i just want to make sure that i don't blow the two front tires off at my first test day <laughs> at the start of the year pushing the brake pedal too hard um but uh yeah look i think um you know it, it's like i said i've just taken it as an opportunity whether it goes anywhere or not um i've made it really clear to the team that i'd love to try and pursue opportunities here in the states um and you know, I'm, I'm just really happy today went well and that I would say, you know, no pressure here, right? It's not as if you're saying now or, I mean, I know you're not making any demands of the team, but it's not a surprise when someone like yourself uh, gets a chance to just demonstrate to the team in a different context, right? Know what you can do in the proverbial V8 supercar. We know that. Interesting now to see what you can do in an IndyCar, or, you know, in foreign territory. Uh, Ricky Taylor, who drove for... Uh, his father for many years in sports cars got a call up from Roger to do some, I'm using air quotes, brake testing in Pagano's yeah. IndyCar a couple years ago. What do you know? All of a sudden he's signed and driving for Roger the next year in sports cars. So just that ability to step out of your regular discipline and show the team your capabilities. You know, I'll just be sure to plant Roger's ear that as Powers old and crusty self looks towards retirement in a couple of years and whatever, just yeah. say we got some options. That's that's all I'm saying here. Yeah. No, nah, look, look, I um, yeah, look, it's uh, I think for me, I've I've never, you know, from the start of last decade, like I've I've jumped straight from basically a go kart to a race car. So, um, I've never, like you said, I've, I've raced two former Ford races, uh, two mini challenge races, and they were all for my my license to race in supercars. <laughs> and then from that point onwards. I've really never driven anything else. Um, I drove a GT race, the Bathurst 12 Hour, a couple of years ago in a McLaren, which was cool. Um, but yeah, today was the first time I've driven a car that's, um, you know, the downforce was just like I said, mate. The first time I had that brake pedal, like I, I did say, I thought my head was going to rip off. So it's one of those things where it's like, it's, it's, it always just took time to get used to it. And you can only, you can do it. As many laps as you want on the simulator, but when you get out there in the real deal and your head's shaking around and your eyeballs are popping out of your head and all this sort of stuff, it's, 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 it's fantastic. It's so cool. Let's cover two other things before we go, Scott. So I had an easier time looking up the number of races you did not win last season 
in the Supercars Championship than telling up the ones you did. Like, it was just a bit obscene. I, I just want to say for your rivals, be a little nicer, man. You know, it's a little dickish not leaving them more races to win. But yeah. um, kidding aside, yeah. uh, having followed the series for many years and loved it intently, I mean, your 2018 title, very impressive. What you were able to put together in 2019, though, just share some thoughts. I know you haven't had it hasn't been over forever, but just some context because I'm sure you have to realize that you know 20 wins or whatever it was in a season, plus the big one at Bathurst. You might struggle to match that in the future. Yeah, it's that was um, phenomenal, and you know, amongst a lot of politics, a lot of um, ups and downs, you know, the 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 team really pulled through, which I'm. You know, really proud of them for. But at the end of the day, you know, myself and Fabs, you know, Fabian, my teammate, we're, we're leaders, and sort of had to rally the troops together and you know get it going. And but to win what we did and um, win some really cool races like the Adelaide 500 at the start of the year, that's a huge one to win. That's kind of like the Long Beach Street race in some ways. And then you've got um, you know the Bathurst, obviously. Um, yeah, it's it's a tough one to beat. Um, but you know we can equal it, or we can or we can just do just as good but uh you know i'll um you know basically i just try and do the best i can and you know and it's simple to say but you know, no matter the position i'm in if i'm a fourth place car you know i try and be fourth or better if i'm first i try to go out there and win and thankfully more often than not um you know i had a car that could win the race um a lot more and i had to sort of grab it by the throat and, and really take control of it and, and um you know, my upbringing sort of brought me up my other teams that i was with previously People that have taught me along the way, um, you know, have helped me, you know, become the driver I am. Um, so I thank them a lot. But yeah, hopefully, um, you know, hopefully this year's just as good, and that's you know, supported. I get back there now and really focus and get on with it and see how we go. But um, yeah, look, it's a, yeah, last year was just yeah, incredible. The more you think about it, like it's probably the first one of the first interviews I've probably had about it, you know, post season, which is really cool. So it's it's, it's exciting. Well, you mentioned the previous teams. You spent four or five years with Gary frickin' Rogers. You know, if that didn't turn you into a, either a raving lunatic or an animal capable of winning titles, I don't know what would. So that looked like a pretty good pivot, if you ask me. Let's close on this, Scott. I love it when athletes like yourself try and be more and be an upstanding member of your community to try and help. And with the fires raging uh, down under, was really, really heartening to see uh, the helmet that you donated raise something like nine, over $90,000. That's an insane figure. Share some thoughts, if you could, on just trying to play your part, trying to stand up and be a leader in that regard. And then I would assume also being gobsmacked by the amount of money that was raised, too. <laughs> yeah, well, I said I'd go dollar for dollar with it, which I am, and, and um, when it was going, it was over 20, 20 grand in 20 minutes, so I was like, shit, this is going to cost me a fair bit of money, but um, <laughs> they, um, like, you know, it's all for a great cause, you know, you sort of, you know, I'm privileged to do my job, um, privileged to, um, you know, to be in the entertainment business of anything and make good money from it, um, but it's, you know, when something like that happens to, you know, you know, places that I know I've been to before, I've raced go-karts and places that have been, um, you know, have, be, have been, you know, impacted by the fires and stuff. It was, you know, really, um, 
you know, really hard to like sort of watch there. And, and you know, I had that helmet at home that, to be honest, I don't. Not that I don't like it. I've done some really cool stuff with it, but I, I you know, it was one of the, the hardest points of my life that helmet where I finished up with it in the championship and losing the championship in 2017. So it was an easy giveaway for me and, and um, something that I knew would have a real value at someone's. You know, house that you know tr- cherishes that stuff. I never give my helmets away either. It'd be the only helmet I ever give away, apart from giving one to Roger Penske and my old man. So, um, you know, I just sort of just had to do something, and you know, I'm really proud of the money that we were raising, and, and um, you know, hopefully, you know, it helps you know in a little way. Turning bad juju into good juju. I love, uh, <laughs> I love what you've done there, Scott. Well, thanks, That's man. It. So happy to not only look at all you've been accomplishing just ridiculous but to know and i just got a text by the way uh while we were speaking from your man joseph newgarden the reigning champ who said yeah he did a nice job uh said you looked very sound for having so little open wheel experience um it's just cool to see your fellow penske teammates cheering you on uh your fellow kiwi and dixie want to know how you're doing and also not to over serve the point but to give Roger something to think about here, man. So uh, <laughs> look, <Yeah>, we'll see. <laughs> look forward to what this upcoming uh, season is like for you uh, and supercars, and hopefully get a chance to speak here sometime soon again. Yeah, no, hopefully we're talking soon. I know if I'm talking to you, I'll probably you know I'm over here, so we'll see. <laughs> All good. Thanks again to Team Penske and Scott McLaughlin for making some time for this catching up with episode. And if it's your first time listening to our little podcast please visit marshallpruittpodcast.com where we have all of your options to subscribe plus a back catalog of more than 700 podcasts spanning open wheel and sports car racing all right i am marshall pruitt thanks once again to the justice brothers and cooper tires for their support and thank you for listening